What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm here joined with Cody. Hey. And Tim. Heyo. Uh, so we're going to talk your ears off about all things we love about the entertainment industry. Um, as we mentioned before, this summer is kind of off to a good start with some awesome releases in the movie theater and in the gaming world. Uh, Space Jam, uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy just released uh, this past uh, Thursday or Friday on the 16th. Friday, Friday, uh, and then up next, uh, big release wise is Suicide Squad on August 6th, uh, Free Guy on August 13th, and then over in the gaming world, some of the big hitters: Monster Hunter Stories 2 just came out this past week on Nintendo Switch. Neo: The World Ends with You is kind of like a cult classic for some people. It comes out on July 27th. Uh, for the sequel on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, Hades gets a re-release for PlayStation 5, Xboxes, and PlayStation 4, Xbox One on August 13th, and Ghost of Tsushima, a director's cut, releases on PlayStation 5 August 20th. Uh, So, to start things off, guys, what you been up to this past week? Let's do some EXP grind. Um, Not a whole lot. Really, to be honest, um, played some pokey MMO, logged into Final Fantasy fourteen for half a second. Um, other than that, it's really just been work. Worked so much this week that just, yeah. Went to a baseball game last night, which was hot, hot and crowded, so outside not that it was hot that you went to a baseball game uh, so hot so hot right now um yeah it was like 98 degrees the whole time um mm-hmm. not really a whole lot i mean i did watch space jam yeah welcome to the south um i watched space jam it was as mediocre as you would expect it to be in my <laughs> opinion um yeah, man, not a lot happened this week for me. What about you so, guys? Since you're the only one out of us that have seen Space Jam so far, is it comparable to the original? Uh, I think the original was way better, but then again... Now, I want to just be devil's advocate here for a little bit. Is the original way better, or are you just looking at it through rose-colored lenses because you were a kid? That's what I was literally just about to say. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I think the first one's better, but I haven't watched it since I was like 12, so I don't really know. Um, I feel like it's better, even I, with the rest of I, I feel like, yeah, just, just thinking about like overall plot, like it's better. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it was fun. There's a fun, there's a ton of like fun little cameos and Easter eggs throughout the movie. Because it's Warner Brothers and they just like go through the Warner verse or whatever. Um, but like, it's pretty predictable. And uh, they didn't try too hard on the story. It'll be interesting to see. I still want to give it a watch, of course, at some point over this next week and maybe talk about it on next week's uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think what I'll probably do is I'll probably go back and rewatch the original because it's been a long time for me as well and then go see the new one. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, Tim, what about you? What you been up to? Um, Let's see. I finally watched all six episodes of Loki. I caught up in time for the finale. 
which I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about here in a little bit. Um, so I did that, and then I started playing Dragon Quest Eleven on my Switch because hmm. I was just looking for something to do while I was watching. It's been the last time I talked about it for a while, Christian. I'm sorry. Um, I, in the midst of doing that, um, I finished campaign one at Critical Role. So I did that last Pretty night. Cool. Um, I won't get too much into it because I know you hate when we talk about it. Um, but I did finish it. I'm watching the, well, I finished it for the most part. I finished all the numbered episodes. There's apparently a, a one shot or two that is canonical that I have to watch. But for, general purposes i finished all the numbered episodes of campaign one um, very cool so yeah i was looking for something to do while i was kind of watching that because even though the show is great there are times where it's like this can be a lot i just want to break my attention so my switch is handheld so i want you to know uh that uh campaign one you watched approximately 375 hours cool I mean, I've been watching. I mean, okay, it's not like I sat down and did that. Well, I mean, well, okay, except for like the last few days where I was trying to finish yeah. campaign. I mean, I would watch like an episode, maybe two a day. Like, I started campaign one sometime in March, I think. Yeah. And I just now finished it. So it took me like four months to watch it all. So, like, oh, yeah. There's no, time not... in there to do things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying that's. That's a, that's a feat. Saying I had I had time to do other things and I should have been watching Critical Role. No, because uh, if you recall, I rewatched the entire first campaign as well uh, during the pandemic. Uh, I'm just I'm just applauding the uh, the effort and uh, saying, Christian, you can do it. Anyway, we'll I finished I finished campaign one at Critical Role and I started playing Dragon Quest Eleven on my Switch. I've never really played much of Dragon Quest games. That was it. Never played a single one before. <laughs> um, it was just, it's turn-based RPGs, so I don't have to pay a whole heck of a lot of attention to it, unless there's, like, something, you know, story-based happening. It's like an action RPG or, like, something else that, like, or open world where I kind of have to, like, sort of pay attention the whole entire time. I can just kind of, like... I'm going to stop in mid-battle because it's not going to progress unless I select something. So um, it was pretty easy to play that and watch at the same time, which is why I started playing it. I mean, it's it's fairly good. Supposedly, it's like one of the better Dragon Quests. I never played one before, but uh-huh. supposedly this is like tier A, if not tier S, when it comes to like Dragon Quest games. I mean, uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I've never played anything. It's, it's a Kira Toriyama that like is behind it so if you don't know that is that's the person that like drew all the dragon ball z stuff so like the main character kind of looks like future trunks (laughs) um and it's kind of it's a little hard to get past that because like i can see elements of like dragon ball z characters everywhere and like when they they do like this thing like they power up they get like pep it's called pep and like when they power up they really kind of like it's it's super saiyan kind of like power up move it, it, it totally is yeah it's like there's totally like heavily like element stuff of like tvz in it which is kind of cool for me but like it also is a little bit hard to be like you know my character's future trunks you know what i mean <laughs> like so 
yeah but it's pretty good so far i'm only like you know like eight or nine hours into it i'm not very far oh i think i'm like i think i'm level 10 no i'm not very far but it's pretty good so far cool awesome i uh yeah, yeah. So I've been trying to catch up a bit. For a while, I like had exhausted my entire of what I wanted to watch anime-wise. And then I got busy with finishing up school and then doing other stuff. And then it seemed like my ba- everything's like next season of all the stuff that we usually watch like released within the past like two months. So I had quite a bit to catch up on. Finally caught up on My Hero Academia season five. Um, You're on this five past- now? Jesus. Um, I don't think it's done yet either. I think there's still like I think there's still episodes coming out. I'm pretty sure. I think we might talk about this last last episode. I can't remember. Anyway, um, and then so next up on the list for me is uh, Seven Deadly Sins, which has its latest uh, season up on Netflix. Um, Doctor Stone. I need to watch the latest season. Never got back to that. Um, and then I think there was another one. I can't remember. But anyway. Um, so that's kind of uh, has been what I've been watching. Oh, we also uh, watched Luca, which is like a Disney Plus movie. I think it would have was going to come to theaters. Might have been one of those, and then they just realized decided to release it on on the platform of Disney Plus. It's like the latest animated movie from Disney Pixar. It's really cute. It's like Italian themed movie, kind of like Loch Ness monsters type thing. Where if they what? That's <laughs> the stereotypical Italian, Italian uh, for, the, for, the, for those of you who can't see the gesture that Cody just made he made a very stereotypical you know the one you know the gesture but I think Christian thought I was giving him the bird you know the, trust me if you listen to this you know the one uh, anyway so like if they come out of the water um, you know like these like Loch Ness creature monster things or whatever that are you know reside in this little like uh, lake you know, turn into humanoid form, and then if they go back in the water, if they get wet at all, they go back to their, like, monster form. Anyway, it's a cute movie. If anyone wants to ever watch an animated movie, I would definitely recommend it. It was very um, amusing to watch. Um, And then uh, as far as gaming goes, um, I did actually beat, not that it's really any significance because it's really short, uh, After Party. We talked about it last week. Oh, how was it? It was... I wish that it had taken a bit of a better... Uh, approach to kind of how the story progressed and how it finished it definitely tries to incentivize you to where like oh if you actually want to know the entire plot you have to play it three times and we talked about this before too where it's not a different story it's like you're uh, you're going along the same storyline and if you make different choices along the way you'll get slightly different outcomes yeah and so like there's three endings to the game and so even if you go through, and from what I realized, if you play it twice, you'll see every single difference in the game based on the two different choices that you can make throughout the game. And then there's just a last minute decision that you have to make that gives you one of the three endings. And at first I was like, well, it's only like a six to seven hour game. I was like, I might like, you know, I might go back and actually play it the two or three more times. Um, or I get, you know, just two more times to to finish the game in its entirety and get the platinum and then by the time i finished the first one i started a second playthrough and i was just like i don't want to do this again um essentially at the end you know like you were going through this entire game trying to you know escape from hell with your best friend and the, like the end result is you have to out drink satan in order to like you know gain your your freedom oh, and <laughs> and then like the finale of the game it uh spoilers it uh basically all of his family members get together and do an intervention for Satan because he has a drinking problem. 
<laughs> Listen here, Satan. Stop being an alcoholic. <laughs> and so, like, you have, like, the three choices, which leads to the three mean, different... Satan. No one likes mean <laughs> Satan. Uh, yeah, you can either go ahead and uh, pursue to try to outdrink him, even though all his family members are like, come on, stop being, like, you know, like, insensitive. He's got a problem. Don't encourage this. And you can either um, succeed at out drinking him or you can fail. And then those that's one or, or two of the endings. And then you can refuse to do the drink off with him for sake of his problems. Which one did you pick? <laughs> uh, I did. I just backed out because honestly, at that point, when I saw that's where it was ending, I kind of just wanted the game to end. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick the option. This seems to be the what wraps this up the soonest. And so there's a dialogue option that's just like, you know, man, I, I don't feel good about this. You know, you have a problem. We're going to not. And then he gets all mad. And then that, that's kind of where the game ends. Um, there's like a credit scene where like, you know, like it's like three months later and uh, you're still in hell. And there's one you know, side character comes up and he's like, hey, I think I have another uh, way to get us out of hell. You know, this one might actually succeed this time. And you're like, hey, yeah, let's do it. And then that's that's it. So it's kind of, I was excited for it. I mean, it's an indie game. It's only like a $20 game I got on sale for, I think, like seven or eight bucks on PSN. Um, it was cool. It just wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, but anyway, uh, verging off from there, I did play a little bit more of Dark Alliance with Cody, just like one more mission. Um, and then I started playing uh, Plague Tale Innocence, which is, of course, the free game of the month for PlayStation 5 uh, owners on uh, PlayStation Plus. And it's interesting. I am excited to play more. It's definitely one of those where it's not going to have much action or anything like that in the game. It's more so just, again, kind of just options. I don't think there's going to be like dialogue options, but you have to decide like where you want to go in the game. And it's more of like a narrative-driven thing rather than a like, I'm sorry I didn't hear it. What? Which game was this? I'm sorry I didn't hear it. It's called A Plague Tale Innocence. Um it takes place during like the like the French Revolution, I think. Okay. If I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I saw it come out on PlayStation 4 a while back, and then I guess they re-released it um, for PlayStation 5, and then I guess Sony just kind of seized that opportunity to just present it as the free game of the month. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right, so let's kind of switch gears and talk about Loki a bit. This past week was the season finale of Loki, um, and spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. The uh, last week, uh, Cody brought up that they had already unveiled that there was going to be a season two. So I didn't really understand why there was the big unveiling in the end credits of this last episode that like, hey, Loki will return in season two because they already confirmed yeah. that it was going to happen. I think it was Perfect. more of like a, a leak situation. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't themselves like make a tweet like, yeah, there's season two. I think it was more like a bunch of leaks came out of there and they were like, oh, I mean, yeah, okay, there's a season two. And then, mm -hmm. but they had already finished editing the episode at that point, which is probably where the leak came from. Well, I guess that makes sense then. Um, so in this fi uh, final episode of the first season, it's essentially just kind of like a big dialogue between uh, the two, you know, main Lokis of this um, series and what unveils to be the, the villain, I guess you could say. Um, although I guess it's, would you guys argue that he's more of like a anti-hero, like he's doing un unsavory things, but he's doing it for what he thinks is the, the common good. But I guess that was kind of Thanos' logic too, though. This version of Kang, 
Um, Dang. Yeah, that's his name. That's his comic book name. That's the okay. the one the I one who remains. Uh, he, yeah, he just just called the he who remains. Oh yeah. Uh, so he's you... also he's also cast in um, Quantum Mania, the new Ant Man movie coming out as yeah. Kang the Conqueror, um, which is a so, variant of him. Yeah. So before we, uh, you keep going, Cody, yeah, there's there's several different versions of this guy in the different timelines, and he, they're all like conquerors and like you know dictators or whatever. And uh, and one of the I guess the most common variants is Kang. Oh, okay. Yeah. His uh. So, I think his in at least in this universe, I think his actual name is something Kang, um, or Kang something. Um, but if when the uh, I didn't realize it at first, but when they zoomed in the first time to that like recycle bin void space. Um, and it was like showing all like the New York buildings and everything and like the pyramids and all that stuff. Um, they zoom past what looked like Avengers Tower. Um, mm-hmm. But if you pause it, it actually says Kang on the side of it. Um, huh. Because in one of the comic books, uh, when Tony Stark sells the tower and moves Avengers to that base, um, Kang buys the tower. Oh, okay. Uh, because he's a scientist or whatever. Um so yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't think that version of Kang was necessarily a villain. I think in the grand scheme of things, he probably is like a necessary evil if you were gonna put him in any kind of evil category, just because he did maintain order yeah. to some degree, even if it was like really questionable. So yeah. So after this guy, the what he refers to himself on the show as the he who remains, um, kind of did like a big spiel about you know like well there was this multiverse war, there was a bunch of variant versions of myself that were all trying to conquer and be like the, the dominant timeline, and so to keep that from happening or to settle things back down, I kind of made everything be at peace, made the sacred timeline, and created the TVA to kind of keep things in order. And then he proposed Loki and Sylvie with this option of, hey, you know, you can kill me because I'm kind of old and I want to be done with all this crap. Um, But you guys should take my place and keep things going so that things don't go into chaos. Or if you don't and you kill me and you don't replace me, then one of my variants is going to come in and and take my place. But probably going to be a less savory, more evil version like King of the Conqueror. Yeah. Um, So applied at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, I guess there's like the duel between Sylvie and Loki, where Loki's trying to like get her to calm down and like think about things for a minute, and she's just bound determined she just wants to kill the the person responsible for ruining her life. Um, which I get to a degree, but like at the same time, like the they could even like hear things going off in the background of like you know the sacred timeline, like you know dispersing, and he's like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. That sounds bad out there. Yeah, <laughs> she's just kind of honed in on like wanting to kill this guy. Um, which he does uh, and kind of, you know, erupts the universe into chaos. Um, so what's the next Marvel film that's coming out that's going to be chronologically, I guess, Iron after Man. this event? Doctor Strange? No, it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, also, just a little tidbit, a little side Easter egg. Uh, the windows that were behind Kang the whole time, or he who remains, uh, was totally the Mickey Mouse symbol. Was it? I didn't notice that yeah, at all. It's, it's a it's a big 
uh, window behind him, and then there were two smaller windows up top. Huh. And I was like, yeah, Mickey's got to get Mickey. his stamp in there. Um, <sighs> yeah, the only part that confused me uh, was the TVA at the end with obviously Kang, the Conqueror statue being there instead of the um, timekeepers or whatever. Um, right. So... I, I don't understand if there's multiple versions of the TVA now that the branches have happened. And I'm then, assuming that's what was implied. That, that's what I took away That's from what that. I thought, yeah. Uh, as opposed to, like, it just, like, I also don't know because them? I also don't know because, like, nothing changes. Like, I mean, as you're falling low-key, there's, a, there's a, 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 a cutaway, but, like, you assume it's still, like, the same. Like, he doesn't, like go to another universe he just walks down a hallway right but i, I the assumption that i took away was like there now everything's fractured and you know the multiverse of madness is coming out i would assume that like there's just multiple versions of the tva and somehow this is the one that loki's just in now yeah uh it's interesting though because my my takeaway was it was that i i thought that there was only one tva just because of the premise of how they explain how they work and everything and how they're able to jump around that various time there was only right. one when there was just the sacred timeline but now that everything's all foobar i mean who knows right yeah and no, i was just gonna say that I, I guess my interpretation of it was that you know whenever sylvie sent him back and killed that guy that like time i guess is relative at this point where especially within the tva where everything just kind of like instantly just changed and like so like this new guy this new version of kang or whatever just like within like what seems seconds it's just like the new ruler and he came in and like re rewrote everyone's minds and memories to to forget yeah. everything again i i want to say it was a separate tva and like because everything was splitting and cracking when she sent him through that door it just overlapped somewhere and he got pushed into the wrong one that's my guess uh no at least i hope anyway um by the way i just had this realization that like this this <laughs> This whole show is just like the Disney version of Rick and Morty. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, also, uh, from my very limited knowledge of the comic books, um, I do want to say that like, I really appreciate how they handled He Who Not Remains and the TVA because uh, they essentially took three different timelines or versions of the TVA or whatever from the comics that just made it into one thing. Cause there's a version where there are timekeepers and they're the ones that created everything. And they look like those. And so yeah, like did. the timekeepers, I thought, no, they're the watchers. The watchers are the ones that you see in a cameo. With yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in another version, there's timekeepers, but then there's he who not remain or he who remains who is just some really ancient old dude and isn't Kang. And then there's Kang, Kang the Conqueror, and his variants. And they just, like, married all of them into one thing. And they were like, yeah, here's the Timekeepers. They're fake, and Kang is actually he who remains and Kang the Conqueror at the same time. Uh, I think oh. it's maybe trying to set up Kang the Conqueror as, like, the next Thanos. Oh, yeah, he's the next Thanos for sure. Uh, but I, I like how they did this as opposed to like, hey, let's take 22 movies to set up one villain. 
Yeah. Uh, where they're just like, hey, we're just... going to take 22 movies to take care of all the variants of the one villain. Yeah, exactly. Now they're like, hey, guess what? Here's a new villain. We introduced him in a TV show. And yep. uh, have fun in the movies. Hope you, should wa- hope you watch the TV show, because yeah. if you didn't, you might not understand the movies. Right, because, I mean, uh, he's definitely going to be the villain going forward. Whether it's... I, I think Wanda's still supposed to be the main antagonist of Multiversed, uh, the Doctor Strange movie, but I'm sure Kang will show up. I mean, who knows? There's like a different, a million different ways they could play this. Yeah, I mean, they, they literally have unlimited. They can do whatever they want because of the yeah, reality break. So that's why yeah. I'm hoping that all the rumors of Toby and Andrew being in Spider-Man are, are legit now, considering that the multiverse looks like a massive spider web now. I I hope that, but I hope every movie isn't just like some big fluster cluck yeah of like everybody's gonna be in every movie now because everything's all crazy like because that's gonna get old real fast i think hey man uh, i'm gonna be real they at any point they could be like well rdj wanted to make another movie so we made iron man 4 but it's not part of that timeline i mean i've been saying this for like ever that like you know they essentially they just undid everything that they set up at the end of the game like everyone's back on the table now different versions of them i mean yeah. how many different versions of loki was there i mean i mean maybe they can bring these characters like okay maybe scar joe or rg or rdj are coming back well there's another version of tony stark yeah. there's another version of black widow there's another version of captain america it doesn't have to just be sam right you know it could be you have 50 captain americas that's what i'm saying like i hope they don't play like i i know that's what they're doing right now because that's like the way the story is going that's going to kind of be like that but I hope that, like, after the Multiverse of Madness, they kind of chill a little bit on that because it's going to get real old well, real quick, uh, in my opinion. In my opinion. Well, since Kang the Conqueror is the villain of Ant-Man Quantumania, um, I have a feeling, and I'm pretty sure that comes after Doctor Strange, um, it's not going to get solved in Doctor Strange. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the, the next Avengers movie will be where it gets fixed potentially because now i'm thinking about it like you know like there's multiple spider-men there's gonna be craziness going on in in doctor strange there's gonna be craziness going on in in quantum mania with the new ant-man movie i mean they could probably even play off that shuri is just black panther now because she's just an alternate shuri in an alternate timeline where she became black panther yeah you know and thor love and thunder there's two thors now so like it makes well, sense about it with with lady thor um uh even in the comics when that happens it's literally just jane okay well that's the comics and we just entered a whole i know i know i'm just saying but like in all the all the iterations of it it's literally just been jane and like thor gets his gets his ass handed to him and then like mjolnir falls to the ground and the kang or whoever doesn't pay any attention to her because she's just a human so she grabs the hammer just because or she like falls off of something and the hammer just goes to her and then she comes we'll see, up because so. that's the comics and this is not always following oh no for sure no but i'm sure that's probably where they're gonna go with it maybe i have My... a, i have a feeling they're gonna do what they did with kang and just merge a bunch of stuff 
my hope and thought process on the whole thing is that I hope that if they do it correctly and well, that they'll bring in all these variants and all these different versions of all these different people. If they want to bring RDJ back, if they want to bring in various versions of Iron Man, whatever, that's fine. I just hope that when they, whenever this plot line ends with Kang, whenever he's defeated and vanquished and he goes away, that they all go away with him. They all go back to their own timelines the TVA maybe is reestablished or something to where like that separates all the different dimensions. And then that's just it. Maybe a couple of them keep back to like fill those voids of, you know, who's the never next the black Panther is or whatever. See, it solves when, that. But, and, um, and I, maybe I misunderstood this and that's why the ending kind of confused me a little bit until Cody kind of brought it up the way the like Kang or he who remains or whatever you want to call him. Um, the way he was saying it, because you know, with with with, I mean, as somebody who watches Doctor Who, when you come to like time travel and things like that, things can get really wibbly wobbly. Haha. <laughs> um, the way that he was describing it to me, and the way I took it at least, was just like, okay, you can either take over the, this job for me, or you can kill me, and then I'll end up back here anyway because that's how the natural progression of order works. Like, you know, like yeah. he, it's always going to be him unless somebody takes over for him. So when it was just a different guy at the end, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense because the way the time it should work is that if he dies, that version of him is still out there. So he should come back and take over the TVA and become he who remains again. So when it was yeah. somebody else, I was like, they have to be a different universe because he even says, I'll see you soon. I think he was talking like like loosely in regards to a variant of himself. Like he's referring to the other. I mean, I took it as like you know, like if you kill me, I'm just gonna end up right back here anyway. That's, because that's I what I I took out there as well. Uh, I think me and Tim saw it the same way. Like I, I definitely think that that's the reason I think it was a different reality of the TVA because he just the way he worded it of like you know like I'm really old and I and I took that in the fact of like. I've grown old, died, reincarnation, and then I just come back here. But, like, he has all his memories, and he's just like, I'm just tired of doing this. So yeah. if somebody else takes over, I grow old and die, I don't come back. Yeah. And Sorry. So you're saying that as long as the that seat is fill, is open and needs I don't to be know. filled... Like by... Time travel is all hypothetical. Well, I know, but I'm just trying to get on the same wavelength and understand where you guys are coming like, from. As long as that... Took it is, is like, okay if like it's it's a it's a circle so like if he is born right and then he takes over the tva if he dies he's still born and takes over the tva so like it doesn't really break the cycle of like he'll be in charge of he'll be he remains yeah again and again and again and again or it could be different where like they kill him and then the alternate timeline breaches off which is kind of what's going on in the show so in the the sacred timeline if they restore it he's gonna be the guy again like that's that's how it's always supposed to happen yeah like which that, is how he that knows version, everything that in that in that case like he says i because he, he shows him the pieces of paper and he's like i know everything you're gonna say before you say it because i know it all so in that case like he knows that they're gonna show up he knows he's gonna proposition them he knows he's gonna die he knows all the various gonna take over there's gonna be like all the stuff he said like the, the multi-class like war and whatnot that could just be the future he's showing them like he knows that this is all going to happen and eventually he's going to wind up right behind that desk again 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only contradicting part of that, though, is that, you know, after he says that last little part, I can't remember what the last dialogue was. He's like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen from now. You know, I mean, until I he said that, I was actually waiting for him to, like, drop, like, a I can't tell you how many times we've had this conversation bit. Yeah. I, I was also waiting for, like, yep, we've done this, like, 8,000 times, but. And I'm trying to appeal to you once again to no avail. <laughs> like, I was waiting for an insanity definition, you know, just, just yeah. being like. Yeah, it I, didn't happen, so it could have been branching off to do other things or, yeah. like, you know, I think even, like, Sylvie said it. Like, how do you know this guy just isn't lying to us? Yeah. No, I. could know, like, 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 with the Doctor Strange thing, like, this is the one reality where, like, that happened in the perfect sequence of events where, like, Everybody still has to die in order for all this to happen the appropriate way. Yeah. Like, it could just be like, listen, I'm going to try to appeal to you to make something different happen, but we both know how this is going to end kind of thing. Yeah. Now, I, I think I took it the way you did, whereas, like, I feel like Kang is literally just uh, an excuse to make more movies, personally, where they can they can milk it, and then at the end of whatever happens, he's just reincarnated and ends up back in the same seat and it all gets fixed and the multi war the multiverse war that is referred to in the very beginning is literally what's happening right now yeah which and is it, how i took it yeah and like it's literally just a big ass circle like he was trying to tell him all this information so he's like look we don't have to do this anymore yeah. you could take over i can just go and die but if you kill me, this is everything that's going to happen, and then I'm going to end up right back yeah. here anyway. I'm going to create the TVA again, and then we're going to be right back here, and it's nothing's going to be different. So, but I don't know. I mean, they're also like dealing with like multiple universes now. Maybe one of the other universes wins compared to the one we're on right now. Who knows? But my 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 also my to that to what we were saying, like I feel like he literally describe to them what was going to happen yeah when, when he was That's showing, how i took it when like, he was like I'm, yeah some of them like self like involved in doctor who which yeah. is just like a major story beat of like Sometimes you're being told the stuff that's already going to happen and you don't know it yet. Yeah. That like I could just be looking way too deep into this. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But that's that's exactly what happened. When he started flipping the the little like metal people onto his desk and he was explaining yeah. like, you know, one variant met another variant and then they did this. And I feel like that's exactly what is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And then the multiverse war is gonna happen, which is what we were told in the very beginning. And then it's literally just a circle. It's just a big cycle. And all he was trying to do was make something different happen. I feel like that's all he's been doing. Yep. So that's, yeah. I'm, that's why I took by like the whole, like, like I can also see where you're coming from, Christian, like the whole see you soon thing being like a variant of like, yeah. like you're going to see me soon. I'm not going to recognize you, but you're going to see me soon. But what I took away from that was, hey, in like 20 movies, when we finally wrap up the storyline, I'll see you again, yeah. and we're going to do it all again. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see it either way. We could legit just be looking way too hard into it, and Christian could be 100% on point, and it's just, they're just going, yeah, uh, every time you kill one, a different one shows up, and we'll see what happens. Well, so through your guys' logic, then, at the end of this saga, whatever is unfolding right now, it it would have to end, you know what I mean? Otherwise, it would just, if by that logic, it would continue again because we would be back right right around again on the same cycle exactly i mean not necessarily that could just be this this destiny for this loki is to always start this multiverse war that then ends and then the story continues from there but like 
at some point it will happen over again, but you don't have to see it because you already know how you already know what, how exactly it's going to end. Like life can just move on yeah. past it. Like the multiverse war ends at some point and he takes over. And then, cause you know, like it's time travel. So like, who knows how far in the future, like Loki and like, they're at like the end of time or whatever. So like, who knows what happens like in the in-between. Yeah. So there's, there's, I don't a- know. Again, I'm, I'm thinking way too far into this, but that just comes from like years and years of watching Dr. Who and being like, yeah, who knows? Like, you know, if you're watching Doctor Who, like you don't even know where in the Doctor's timeline you're you're seeing him. You know, like it could be early in his life, it could be later in his life. Like, you know, like you don't ever really know. So again, it's also like Rick and Morty. Like, which Loki are we really following right now? Because the real Loki in the real sacred timeline is dead, so like he shouldn't even be around. Yeah. So like, who knows? Like, I really don't know. Like, it just to me, I took it as like a. Like he was just resigned to the fact of like, all right, well, I'll see you soon because we're gonna have this conversation again in like another eight million years. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it it, it could the fact that the main characters in the MCU are all essentially human, you know, obviously a couple of exceptions. Um, there's so much more timeline considering like when they were on that planet planet that was destroying when they created their nexus event or whatever that was like hundreds of years in the future so like i feel like like you said like anything's possible it could just end and be like an implied like cycle and but for us it won't matter because we're just watching the sacred timeline and it will just continue with the movies and then it'll you know, the TVA and everything will literally just be an afterthought. And it could probably just be like a little Easter egg in some of the movies where like things are happening. And then you just see like a little door pop up somewhere. Good. Or uh, it could be, you know, like Christian was saying, because they killed him, King the Conqueror takes over. And then maybe they find a way to literally erase Kang from existence altogether. Maybe. And the multiverse lives in harmony and there's no war. Could be literally any of it. I'm going to say that's how I took it. Yeah. Anyway. So you just think like it's just another version of the variant just took over? Christian. Christian. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a thought, but I mean, again, like you guys are saying, anything can happen at this point. Yeah. It's literally their world to do whatever the heck they want, especially since they've unveiled the multiverse. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, is there anything you guys would hope? Yes, and that's like really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Narcissistic love, man. I, yeah. I mean, I that's I don't know what else I to call it. Last, I think I said it last episode, or maybe one of you guys did. Like, if there's anybody that Loki's gonna fall in love with, it would be himself. Yeah. Uh, going forward into the uh, this phase, then stemming off from the season one of Loki, is there anything you guys hope to see that you've heard rumored about online, other characters in the universe that you hope that pop up, or plot lines you hope to see? Uh, I okay. hope. I, I mean, I'm giving one more chance to do Fantastic Four. Obviously, they plan to. Um, I'll give them one more chance to not screw it up, and then. I wouldn't mind seeing some X-Men crossovers during this multiverse nonsense because I think they've, uh, whether it was official or not, they've established that like, they're not part of the same universe. 
Like, it's the X-Men universe and then the MCU. Sort of like the Sony universe and the MCU. So maybe, like, they'll bring in X-Men as, like, a teaser into one of the upcoming movies, and then when this all gets resolved, they'll get put back into their timeline, but there'll be movies continually made on them, but they exist in a different yeah, timeline. Uh, yeah, I'd be okay with that, like, if there are some crossovers like that, like, if, like, oh, look, here's the X-Men, and Deadpool, for some reasons, now here, and, hey, look, there's Tom Hardy's Venom, and isn't that cool? Like, I'd be cool with that. Just don't give me, like, here's, like, every iron man you've ever known from every comic book in yeah. the history of ever no don't do that i i think that things like that could happen but the, I, don't, I think they'll just be like minor plot points in the movies like if it's just like some epic like we'll like, see because loki also has a season two so like who knows what they're going to do in the show either this could right. not be this could be contained to like just the movies now and maybe like the loki season two wraps it all up like maybe this is loki's arc to finish I doubt it. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to do for season two. Yeah. I I don't know where season two is going to come into play either. I I could see it coming either. I could see it coming before or after the Ant-Man movie. Um, My guess is before. And that it'll lead directly into the Ant-Man movie. But I don't know. We'll see. There's so much they could do. Um. I don't know. That was actually going to be my next follow-up question. It was going to be what, where, and when do you think the um, Loki season two will take place? Both, you know, in our time and then the MCU timeline. Um, and I don't take place right after Loki season one. Cause I don't really know what else they're going to do. But like where both shows take place, it's hard to tell. Because like, I mean, the whole show kind of takes place in between Avengers one and it, it takes place uh, for all time and always. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... Yeah. I almost saw it as a, you know, like in Infinity War, when Hulk, you know, crashes down to Earth and he's like telling the story of Thanos and telling how everyone, how they need to be prepared because this guy is on his way to kick everybody's butt. I kind of feel like they're going to recycle that same little plot with Loki. Loki's going to be like, well, crap, now I'm at like, you know, ground zero trying to get rid of the TVA or overthrow it. I need some help. And he's gonna go and actually like tell everyone like what's actually going on. He's gonna Maybe, assemble the Avengers. Which one is he? Essentially, doing, Well, and, and again, a very limited knowledge to to the comic books, but there is a Kang the Conqueror arc where um, Loki is an Avenger, uh, becomes an Avenger, um, and the, it's the same arc where Jane like becomes Lady Thor, and she takes the hammer from Thor. So I I could I could totally see them throwing this version of Loki in being the changed Loki and uh somehow convincing the Avengers that he's worthy and becomes an Avenger. I will say that like you know I thought I was going to be off the Marvel train after like Endgame so I was like all right I don't know what else they can really do to like make this interesting. Um, and they definitely have um, made it interesting enough to where like I'll keep watching, which is I guess the whole point yeah. of what they're trying to do is to keep you watching and tuning into the next thing that they're going to put out. So I'm intrigued enough to keep going because I thought I was really done after Endgame. I was like, I've followed this for 22 seasons. The Big Bad has just been beaten, or 22, sorry, 22 movies. The Big Bad has just been beaten. I'm off the Marvel train for a while, and then they did all this, and I was like. 
all right, I'll see what happens. But yeah, if they uh, do, if they do too much of like the multi, like look at all these different versions of the heroes, I might be, I might sour on that a little too quickly. I just think that like it's okay every once in a while, just don't beat that dead horse because then I'm gonna get old of it real quick. Yeah, I could honestly see them going forward. I mean, at one point I looked up, you know, like, you know, most notorious powerful villains in the like Marvel um, comics. And like Thanos wasn't even like high up on the list as far as like big like, bad people. It's like the big bad, like he's, he swallowed his planets, right? Yeah. Um, so he's up there for sure. Uh, and I could see, I definitely feel like they're going to recycle the plot in the sense of you're going to have all these mini side stories. There's going to be this one big bad guy in the background that's eventually going to create a problem that's too big to handle for any one of these groups of people. So then they're all going to come together to, to defeat it. And then they're all going to disperse and do their own thing. And they're going to keep coming back together. As far as that goes, I think that's going to keep happening. But I hope like you were saying, rather than there being like four Avengers movies until like the final Avengers movie actually finishes that plot line, I hope that everyone does their own thing only until the last minute to come all together to like conclude the saga and like beat the hero yeah. or sorry beat the villain i i do think uh, that with the new spider-man movie coming out that they're going to normalize um multiple avengers in each movie oh so you think like rather than having like avengers or like i guess you right so you're saying that like captain america civil war is going to become the norm uh, for the, I well, sort of. So, but I just mean like, like Doctor Strange is supposed to be in Spider Man throughout. Um, he's a big character in the, in the new Spider Man movie. Um, so I think it's going to be more like that, where it's not necessarily yeah. Civil War, but it's like, I don't think a Spider Man movie is ever like, just going to be a Spider Man movie. Yeah, get used to like, especially in like the MCU timeline of like, okay, it's Thor, but like. Spider-Man could be in it. Yeah, like know, I think like, I think it's Thor, gonna be like it's yeah. Thor, but it's also Guardians. And oh, uh, so I guess like Thor Ragnarok, where like there's it's Thor, but Hulk's, Hulk's also in there. Yeah, yeah. like to be yeah. more like that. We're like you're not gonna surprise see all the Avengers, but don't be surprised if you see like another one or two of them hanging around. Yeah, like during the movie just to kind of help out. I think Guardians are gonna be a big part of Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I think. I mean, yeah, I mean, because that's where the last place you saw Thor yeah. was with them. The Asgardians of the Galaxy. Um. No, I, I really think that that's going to be the norm now. Like, there's going to be multiple in each movie, and I mean, think about. It. I mean, Wanda is supposed to be in Multiverse of Madness, so yeah, and you know that's Doctor Strange, so it's going to be Doctor Strange yeah. and Wanda, you know, and maybe even Loki. Um, and Thor: Love and Thunder. I mean, you're going to probably have Guardians. You're going to have Jane as Lady Thor. Uh, Thor using, um, you know, uh, whatever the axe was called. Um, Stormbreaker, you know, eventually, you know, Captain America, Sam is going to be in one of these. So yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be Sam and the Winter Soldier, um, yeah. and it'll, it'll probably be um, another Avenger with him. I could see Spider Man. Yeah, I can see Spider Man and Captain America hanging out for chilling. sure. Considering they had like the funniest like interactions during that Civil War fight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, all it's that. gonna be interesting, but like I, I totally agree with you, Cody. Like, we should probably get used to now. It's there's never just gonna be like a, it's just Spider-Man anymore, yeah. or it's just Captain America, or it's just Doctor Strange. Like, it's gonna be Doctor Strange and like it might be titled these people's names. So they're probably gonna be like the main focus of the movie, but like sure. 
you know, like Doctor Strange, Wanda's in it. So like it's be prepared to see multiple Avengers in other movies now that aren't just their own titles. The only time I think we'll ever get another Marvel movie that doesn't have another Avenger in it, unless it's like a, a post credit thing, um, is if it's like an origin. Like if they if they decide to do Fantastic Four as an origin movie, but I think they're gonna do a Disney Plus show. Um, like unless it's unless it's an establishing movie for a new character or something like that, I don't think it's ever gonna just be that character. Like Captain Marvel two, guarantee there's gonna be uh, like Vision or somebody else. Something. Because Vision just vanished, right? He just left. Yeah. So he's like, around I, somewhere. I guarantee. Uh, he'll be a main focus in one of the upcoming movies. I think that's the new norm, personally. Would you agree, or you think... I agree. I don't know about Christian, but I I was on the same page. I don't know. What do you think, Christian? No, I can see it. I think that's pretty fair to say. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, though. I think it's kind of unfold. Um, do you guys have anything else to add to uh, the Loki uh, situation as we know it? Oh man, I could probably ramble for hours about time travel and the hooky pokey and weirdness, but no. No, I kind of hit all the points I wanted to hit. I mean, those are the major plot points. You know, other than you know, what's Renslayer doing? And yeah, where'd she go? She just yeah. she just stepped out. Yeah. Like, well, she... The whole purpose of, I guess, the, the whole purpose of their going back to their school for like that half a second. Yeah. Oh. Maybe by the time this is all done, she'll be the one that's in control of the TV. Who's Mobius? In, who's Mobius' variant? Like, where, where does he play into this? Because they never talk about what he was doing. Uh, yeah. You see, like, the one Hunter, where, where her variant came from. You see where Renslayer's variant came from, but they never talk about Mobius, where he came from. It depends how well they stick to the comics. And I, I think overall they've they've done pretty well of sticking to a comic, not like a comic run, but they've typically stayed to some degree of a comic. Uh, but I know, again, very limited, but Renslayer is Kang's love interest in the comics. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to go that way, um, but in most of the comic arcs that I looked into while watching the show, she is like Kang's lover throughout most of it. Okay. So I don't know. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's kind of switch gears a little bit here. Uh, so I'm going to start something new here. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start teasing you all with a what we're going to example of our uh, post show content that we're going to do um, here in the future and so for now just so you guys can get example and a sampling of it we'll go ahead and still give it to you for free right here on the podcast lumped on the end um, today's topic is going to be why you should watch critical role presented by cody and tim and for those of you who don't actually want to continue watching, I'm going to go ahead and do the outro. But if you want to listen to this, you yeah, can don't stay. Don't do the outro. <laughs> don't do the outro. Why? That's me. That's just me. How would you like? 
all right, we're going to do why you should play Ratchet and Clank. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you don't want to listen right. to this nonsense, uh, here's the outro. This is your 15 minutes of uninterrupted time. I'm going to walk away now. Okay, all right. I won't do the outro. But for for a little bit, we're going to start sampling you with a little bit of what we're going to start doing as post-podcast uh, um, content. So Rude. in the future, down the line... This is going to be, you know, something that you have to subscribe to in order to get access to something that you may have to pay to way down the line. Um, but for now, this is just going to be a sampling of what we're going to be doing in the future. That's so, true. guys, my question to you is why should I care about Critical Role? I don't know if I want to talk oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just rude. All right. Well, that was some kind of podcast. <laughs> Tune in next week. Cody, <sighs> so you want to start? You know more about it than I do. I, I don't know, man. I have mixed feelings now. Christian really hurt me. <sighs> you should care because we care. And <laughs> so, Okay, so every week, every freaking week, you're like, you Not should watch Critical Christian, Role. But, but everybody listening should care because, because me and we care. <laughs> That's how but this I works. I know why. So, okay, okay, let's start at the beginning. So what's the premise of the show? It's D&D. Like, yeah, you ever, you ever how was it started? You know, how, you know how like you you're playing a video game. You're like, oh man, I wish they had done like this. Like it's a good game, but like I wish that like they could like do more. You know what I mean? Like, like I want there to be like you can pretty much do like whatever you want, kind of thing. Like you know how you always want that game? Like wish I could do like whatever I wanted, and. That's what D and is. Yeah. You can legitimately do whatever you want. Do you like really compelling stories, Christian? Do you like, like, okay, let me put it to you this way. I'm about to admit something here. I don't like to admit this, but I'm about to admit this. I think in my whole life, I maybe have gotten like weepy like in like three movies yeah it's the same it's pretty fair. like marley and me definitely i i not to tangent i have it's just it's just you know because i'm i have a messed up brain uh in the marley and me? i laughed when that dog died <laughs> and i'm such a dog lover too like if you knew me in person like anytime anyone talks crap about any kind of animal or like i think an animal's being abused the dog i get died. so mad I saw it with Kenny uh, and we were in the theater and like we both (laughs) laughed because it was such a serious moment. Which one of you presented like, hey, man, let's go on a bro date to see Marley. (laughs) It was we had just gotten off work and uh, we had to go do something. But like we needed a couple hours to kill and there was nothing else playing. So we're like, I guess we'll go watch Marley and me. I guarantee you that if you were at a movie theater, there was something else playing. It had, we had either the choice to go see that movie. We had either seen it or it was in the middle of it and we weren't about to do that. So we went and sat in Marley and me and like, I, I don't know if it was just like because of the day we'd had or what, but like that moment happens and like everyone and their mother starts bawling. And for some reason that got us, got us both. And we started laughing, but we were just like sort of chuckling to ourselves, 
But then he snorted, and, like, it just it went off the rails, and we both left. We just got up okay. and walked out. All right. Well, besides, you know. I didn't mean to go on too much of a tangent. I just had to, I just had to be real. Just, you know, reasons that people should go to therapy. Um, <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, like, okay, so, like, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, like Marley and me, like when Harry Potter ended, I got a little emotional because that was like my whole t- childhood kind of thing. Oh, I cried when Snape died. Yeah, yeah. But like, I can't, there's been like a handful of times, I can count on one hand the number of times that like I've watched something that's been like, wow, and like has moved me to like tears. Um, but when I finished the campaign, like it's it just like, okay, so like the way they just portray their characters so well and the, like the way they like they themselves on screen have so much like emotional attachment to their characters like this is like an unparalleled kind of thing like imagine like because you know like usually when you watch something like you're just watching like the character arc and you're not really seeing like the actor behind the character you know like if like when tony stark died like yeah it was sad but, like you didn't see rdj get all weepy and emotional because his character was dying like he he probably did that but you didn't see that because it's off screen. But since like they're playing themselves and like, they're not playing themselves, since they are there and they're also playing the characters at the same time, like there's just like real rawness that comes to like watching them play these characters that like when they started doing like the end, like epilogue stuff, like I really started crying like pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So like yeah. there's like this emotionalness to it. And like the story is so good. Like Matt Mercer, like, I didn't know him before, you know, I really only knew him because like, like, oh, he did that. He did the voice of that cowboy in that video game. That's pretty cool. He, he, he says high noon, really, really awesome. Like, and that sounds cool. You know, uh, I know him besides that. And another fact that he's been like everything in my whole entire childhood. Yeah, he's that, like, he's voiced IMDb. everything. Um, he's equal parts insane and genius. Um, and like just has concocted this world that like is just so elaborate and intricate that like you can't even like even the people on the show are like i don't know how he does this yeah even he is like i don't know how i do this he just just he's just really good and like it's weird to watch at first i'll give it to you like when you were when you're trying to watch the show like when you we start on campaign one first of all for the first like 20 episodes they're learning about how to do the streaming thing but this is new to them yeah. like none of them have done this before like it was in 2015 like the internet had been around and streaming had been a thing like because they're doing it on twitch so like it's been around for a while but like it's still in like very much the early years of all that kind of stuff so like they're figuring it out as they go so by the time they get to like the end of the campaign they figured pretty much it all out yeah. at this point but like at the beginning there's sound issues and like it takes a minute also like the, their their campaign started off screen through Pathfinder, which is another like tabletop RPG that they were playing, uh, and they converted to D and D for the stream because it was just a little bit easier for people to follow. People knew what D and D was, you know. Even though people don't like know a lot about D and D, like it's established, like people know what Dungeons and Dragons, excuse me, are. So like it was just easier for them to transition for the stream to play D and D. So they started off stream and they've been playing these characters for years before they got to streaming. So like not only is it a little bit odd because like there's obviously some 
audio video quality things that get worked out over time and things get progressed better and you know like maps and camera angles and whatnot get added and things evolved and whatnot technology improves but it's also weird because like you're starting in the middle of their campaign so you it takes a minute for you to kind of get the characters like and who they are and what 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 each other of them mean to each other but it doesn't take long and I don't know. You think it'd be weird to just sit there and watch like a guy talk and then like have six people sit around a table, just role playing characters and, and, and holding swords and items that aren't like you can't see them like they're just there. I don't know. I have a very active imagination and like it's theater of the mind and you can be whatever you want it to be or whatever you want it to look like. Yeah. So question on so like i know who matt mercer is of course um famous voice actor from over the years who is the rest of the team made up of okay um so cody might know a little bit more than me but i know a couple of them uh you watch naruto yeah yeah all right so you, you know who gara is then uh-huh. the guy who voices gara his name is liam o'brien he is one of the people that's playing uh-huh. um you also have travis willingham who did Thor for pretty much anything? Yeah, he's animated. he's been the voice for Thor for a long time, uh, including the new Avengers game. Yeah, um, Ashley Johnson, who is Ellie. Yeah, Ellie. Last of Us. The Last of Us. Um, um as well as a few. Uh, others. Laura Bailey, who was Kid Trunks yeah. in Dragon Ball Z, which you wouldn't know because you haven't watched it yet. Um, Abby in uh, Last of Us Two. She's also Black Widow in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Regal did the voice of Alphano, I think, for a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. and early, like I think, through Heaven's Ward, he was he was Alphano. Mm-hmm. And but he, actually, I think he does more like on the musical side of things. He doesn't really yeah. voice act a lot. Uh, he did um, Ace Attorney too. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's Phoenix right Ace yeah. Attorney. And then uh, I don't know anything that Marisha does. <laughs> Marisha, I think, does mainly background voices. Okay. At the moment, I know she's done some acting, um, but she's usually just uh, background characters, multiplayer voices, and stuff like that. I think it's all seven of them. Um, Talison. Talison. I don't know anything that Talison does. Uh, Talison has voiced the Flash. Um, he also voiced Thancred uh, for the same time period that Sam was Alphano. Mm. Um, he's done other things. Um, I just can't think of them off the top of my head. So yeah, but like the, the, the biggest ones that you'd probably know would probably be like Liam. Liam, yeah, he's done Maybe he's Travis. done he's done a few uh Naruto characters too. Um yeah. But yeah, so it's 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 Liam O'Brien, Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham, Ashley Johnson, Sam Regal Sam Regal, Talison Jaffe. Talison Jaffe and Marissa Ray. Mm-hmm. And there is a there is an eighth guy, but he leaves about 30 episodes in yeah uh, orion something orion akaba yeah there was some kind of weird issue behind the scenes but honestly like from like the first episode i was like this guy doesn't really fit in with the rest of the group dynamic so when he leaves i was kind of like thank god in fact when i texted cody after (laughs) when i watched after i watched the first episode i texted Cody, you have to tell me who leaves because it's not this dude i'm stopping watching and he was like it's that dude (laughs) um 
so okay well that's cool then so everyone on there is a voice actor of some sort or yeah. has done work with voice acting in the past they're i mean their opening guests. is like i guess that their ad aren't necessarily voice actors yeah. most of them are but you know like joe magnello is in it he's not a voice actor he's just an actor uh um, he's done some voice acting but it's it, he's not known for voice acting yeah um, so like it once they start bringing in guests, it could be a mix of voice actors or just actors. Yeah. Like Chris Hardwick was on the show. John Heater's on uh, it. John Heater. Um, yeah. Joe Manganiello. Um, and there are also other people that are just known for voice acting. Because I think Liam is like, he, like he, he's moved on from voice acting. He still does it, but he actually more directs voice actors now. Yeah. Which is how they all actually all came together was because they all knew Liam. Yeah. Um, so... Give me a synopsis of season one. Like, what even happens? Like, what is, like, the... Like, remember, where does it take place? Like, what? when I said it was, like, 380 hours long? Okay, yeah, but, I mean, like... Okay, so if you want... Right, here you go. Here, it's the adventures of Vox Machina. Yeah, that's... That is... As what? Vox Machina is Vox their Machina group. is the group. So, all seven of them comprised are Vox Machina. That's the name of their group. Okay. And it is the adventures of Vox Machina because there's legitimately like seven story arcs that happen throughout the whole entire game. Yeah. Okay. Now they so all get... they all like bleed in and they're all intermittent in some ways and they all serve a greater purpose for the end for the end final arc of the campaign. But yeah. like Right. There's really no like this is what happens because it's like so campaign one, like if people like to think of the campaign as like seasons, but like it's more like campaign one is like five seasons of a show and then campaign two is the spinoff of campaign one sort of like the world that they're in is still the same world but like it progresses to its own thing so okay so tell me about the world then like what's the setting is uh, this like medieval is this futuristic medieval. it's it's medieval. it's fantasy what do they call it high fantasy high fantasy so they're they're it's all final fantasy uh with less technology yeah, with, yeah, with less technology. There's no trains or yeah. robot. Well, there, there's, there's automatons. The cusp, it's almost like they're on the cusp of like a technological revolution. It's sort of like sci-fi fantasy meets steampunk medieval. Like it, like one of the characters wields a gun. Um, but he's the only one that has. He's it. the only one that has a gun. Uh, and then later on, there is a character they meet that has a uh, automaton companion. But he's the only one that has one. Exactly. So I'm um, saying like, it's like they're on the cusp of like technological revolution. Yeah. Um, so I guess through that lens, then too, what are their characters like? Like, what are their builds? Like, what are they? What are their classes? Like, what 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 is each character? Made okay. Up of? Well, Liam plays a rogue, which is like an assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably what you would play if we played D and D. Laura plays a ranger, so like a hunter, bow and arrow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley plays a cleric, which is a healer. It's um, like a, it's like more like a paladin if you want to get like real technical. Yeah, yeah but not Even a paladin. A, but not paladin. a paladin. Paladin's a class, but like in terms of like what Christian would know, like Final Fantasy wise, like a, it's like a a sword and shield user that heals. It's like very yeah. religious. Sam plays a bard, so you can probably guess what that is. A lot of inspiration and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Dallison's the gunslinger, so he technically his class is a fighter class in um, D and um, which is your sort of like just like I have a sword and I can use any kind of weapon kind of class. Yeah, but it's been homebrewed and adapted to fit 
Percy's gunslinger class. From because they played um, Pathfinder, which is which has gunslinger. Has gunslinger. Um, uh, uh, Marisha is a druid, so a lot of nature based. She can turn to animals. Uh, and then there's Grog, who is the best part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Grog, He's Grog the second. I don't a, know. It, it's a tie between uh, Grog and Scanlan. Grog and Scanlan, but uh, Travis, who plays who plays Grog, the the barbarian, is just. I mean, he's a barbarian, so he's a tank. Yeah. Um, but he and, plays his character really dumb. Like he intentionally. Yeah, he rolled, rolled really low intelligence really for his character. Like he rolled like really low for his intelligence, and he just has played into it the whole entire time. Yeah. So. Like, so he's yeah. just a dumbass. Yeah, he's a brute dumbass, and it's so funny. They all play their characters really well, like to the point where one of them, uh, Keyleth, uh, Marisha Ray's character, is so annoying that I legit hate her character. Yeah, like she has really low charisma. So she plays into that. So she's very socially awkward and is supposed to be annoying. And she's very socially awkward and is very annoying. Yeah. She but starts a lot how... of fights, but that's that's how the, she created the character. And so she plays it really well. So these same characters from season one, are they all the same characters in season two? No. They roll different characters. Yeah. They it's... wanted it to be its own thing. Now, it only takes place... Off, off, you know, recording off mic, whatever. Cody had said that you know, like it takes place only twenty or thirty years after the events of Campaign One. So, like, whoever is alive at the end of Campaign One, if they're if they have the lifespan to live twenty or thirty years, they're still around in Campaign Two. Yeah, they're just not being played by those people anymore. Like, there are NPCs that show up from Campaign One and Campaign Two, um, but it also Campaign Two takes place on the other half of the world. Um, oh yeah, so the world is divided into four continents, I think. Yeah, um, and campaign one is Taldore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, campaign two is Wildmount. Yeah, and so and they visit all the other continents. At least in campaign one, they visit all the other continents. Yeah, they 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 sort of visit here and there, but like Taldore is where the main campaign one takes place, and Wildmount is where main campaign two takes place um so they're not really visiting places that the players know so they can't like meta game which is like hey uh, i know like that this is over here even though my character doesn't know it yeah where, where they're like oh i know that from campaign one we left a really powerful artifact in this tomb that nobody else could pot- possibly know so i'm just gonna happen to walk upon it and grab this magical artifact that's the the difficulty with D and D is that like you have to differentiate between what you know and what your character knows because like as Matt is saying things he does whisper things to people that he doesn't want anybody to know that's super secret but like your character could not be in that room and another character dies and like so obviously you'd want to rush in and help them but your character doesn't know that they're dead so they just have to stand there and wait until somebody tells them something yeah so or like let's say that. Christian for uh for what let's say you were a DM and you had a whole campaign so you know what all these monsters are and then Tim starts DMing and he's describing a big creepy monster you you know Christian knows exactly what that monster is and know exactly how to kill it but your character doesn't so you can't you can't do any of those things that's that's what metagaming until you find out yeah like for instance like I know a couple times like there has been an, an enemy that has been like so 
Sam Regal who plays Scanlan, he has a lot of like he has like this lightning bolt thing, and like there was a there was a monster that like he through storyline purposes had fought as another character, uh, and and knew that it had a lightning resistance, but Scanlan did not. So he went to use like a lightning bolt attack, and they're like, "Why are you doing that?" And he was just like, "Because Scanlan doesn't know that he has lightning resistance, so he's going to do this." Yeah. So it's it's kind of like that. You have to, you have to really pull yourself away. So like the reason why it's so different from Camping One and Two is so you're not like, okay, well we left this holy Avenger magical AF item in this cave over here, and I know it's still there because we were the only ones that knew about it. So we're just going to happen to venture off into that area. But like now they're on a different side of the world. So. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So is the season two is as far as it's gotten so far? Yeah. So the campaign two is just now ended. I have not watched it. Cody has. Yeah. I've not watched it. Just, it just ended maybe a month like ago. a month or two ago. Yeah. Um, and cool. campaign three is supposed to, supposed to start sometime at the end of this year or early next year. Right. Yeah. It, they usually start it. Um, my guess is either October, November. That's that's my my prediction. I would like to see it sooner, but it's up to them. I mean, I mean they're gonna do. I mean, there's still like a month left of Exandria Limited. It's only like half over. So uh, I think they're past out. half now. There's eight episodes. Four just came out. Okay, yeah. So they're they're exactly half. Yeah. So yeah. There's so yeah, like right, there's still another month of that. So you're talking like end of august september before they would even maybe even contemplate but i feel like they're gonna do some one shots in between because that's what they did in between campaign one and two yeah there's like eight or nine one shots that they did to kind of like because like you know with one of these things where it's like campaign two i mean there was covid so there's a little bit of a break in between but campaign two still took like three years to do like it's a long investment and they play every week so, I mean, I don't blame them if they're like, we need a couple months off yeah. to kind of recuperate and think of new characters and stories that we want to do for the next campaign. So I think campaign one ended in October of 2017, and they didn't start campaign two until that January or February of 2018. That's why I like I could see it being in September, um, just because like... And they also do other things, too, yeah. so... <laughs> And they're trying to come up with their new animated show, like The Adventures of Vox Machina, the stuff that happened before. I think they've actually finished two seasons. Oh, uh, it's well, not. It's not. Work- obviously, it's not released. Yeah, they're still working on that too. So, like, the the stuff that happened before campaign, they're going to start releasing in, in animated form on uh, um, Prime. On Prime. So. Oh wow, that's there, awesome! Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's why you should watch Critical Role. I mean, do you like compelling stories and fantasy stuff? Of course, and uh, uh, anthropomorphic people. Not at all. I hate that. <laughs> Do you like hilarity and good times? The only thing that the only thing the only thing that is the downside of critical role is that you have to use your imagination because you're not seeing anything. Yeah. So as Matt's describing stuff, like you have to be like, okay, what would this look like? It it gets better as it goes. Like when they're in battle, especially like the first half, like it's essentially just like a piece of paper with like drawings drawings on it, it, and then they have their little minis and they put them on. Uh, And then slowly as they go, he he starts upgrading. Where it'll be like, oh yeah, sponsored, and they get like sent stuff. 
Yeah, they eventually they eventually start like getting revenue and they get sponsored by uh, Hero Forge and Dwarven Forge and then they start building Matt start Matt gets nuts and starts yeah. building like full on like very intricate and interactive yeah, sets. Yeah, like movie set quality miniature sets for their minis and then you're like, "Oh, I don't have to imagine this at all. I can just see it." Okay, cool. So, it, it So it's not a battle. You you kind of have to imagine it. Yeah. And also, I don't know if they do any better in campaign two, but like it it was like episode eighty or ninety before I ever saw what a map of what Taldori looked like. Oh yeah, no, in campaign two they have a map for literally everything. Okay. Yeah. So that's the only downside. Other than that, like, oh, well, the other downside is, is that like it takes them forever to do anything. Yeah. They argue <laughs> a lot, not, and they, they argue a lot, which. There are a couple episodes where I'm like, wow, okay, I, I, I watched this whole thing, and you guys just argued for two and a half hours and then didn't do anything you said you are going to do. Which, yeah. that can be a little frustrating. If I'm being devil's advocate, that's a little frustrating. True. Um, and, like, some battles can take long because <laughs> they take forever, and, like, then you realize that, like, a round of battle is only six seconds in real time, like, in-game time. So, like... Each, instance, each like, player the, turn is is a second. Yeah. So I think like one of like the mid series big fights was like it was like four and a half hours long, but it was actually only ninety seconds yeah. in, in game time. So that can be a little bit hard to like accept that like but you have to realize like everything is happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Even though like it's a player's turn all the other stuff that they're saying in that round is happening at the same time. I mean, think so, about it like Pokemon. It, like if you watch the anime, it, a, a normal Pokemon battle takes like a second. Right. But you go to like, even when he's in like the elite four, like they breeze through that, but then you play the games and some of those battles can take you like 20 minutes of just like, ah, crap. Now I got to like throw one out to sacrifice so I can revive another one. And, you got to do all this stuff, but like in reality, this battle is only taking like a couple minutes. It's like that. That's pretty cool. You should watch it. It's pretty good. I mean, I mean, I will, I will say like if you're gonna watch from episode one, it's a little hard to get into at first. But like as somebody that like needs to see everything from the jump to like fully grasp, because Cody's like you can probably start at like episode 25 or something like that which is like honestly like if you look online that's where a lot of people tell you to start at it's just like just start episode 25 because that's that where point, that one of that one of those dudes is either leaving or about to leave yeah that's where and that's where he leaves and that's where they figured out the better. audio yeah but like i watched everything and like the audio it's a little shoddy at times but it's not terrible yeah it's what I'm hearing is I should start at season two, episode one. You can start a second season. You if can, you want to. but they're you, not related. You're yet. Yeah, well, I mean, they are and they aren't. There are things from campaign one and characters from campaign one that do bleed into campaign two. Yeah, you might not. You get just won't of, understand any of the references. You might not get like the Easter eggs. Yeah. That like will get dropped on. Like if a big. I don't know. I haven't watched campaign two, but like if someone, if an NPC from campaign one showed up in campaign two, you won't be like, <gasps> you'll just yeah. be like, Oh cool. That's that dude. 
that's the only thing you're really gonna miss because it's its own it's, its own standing story. Yeah, there's a couple of characters that show up that were like mind blowingly like, oh no, sh- whoa, uh, you won't get that. You'll just be like, okay. But like, I know, I know, like, cause I, I read like, uh, uh, there's, there's a like, there's a YouTube video like how to watch Critical Role, and the girl even says like, it might be better if you have known nothing about to start a campaign two and then rewatch campaign one once you're done. It's like a backstory. Yeah. yeah. So, because campaign two, the characters start from like level one, yeah. so like you're seeing them from the beginning, which I think in campaign one they're like level eight or something when they start. Yeah. Like they've already have like a bunch of abilities and whatnot, whereas like with campaign two, like you're seeing them from the jump all the way through to the end. Yeah. The only uh, I guess you you could say downside to doing that is that there would be spoilers for campaign one just from the players. Yeah, they do refer to things. They'd be like, oh, "Didn't I do that as Keyleth? Like, didn't we go to this place and do this?" And like, "Oh man, remember when we did this thing and took down this thing?" Like, things like that. But like, if that doesn't bother you, then yeah, just start with campaign two. To say like, if you start a campaign two, you're gonna know the characters. They've already worked out all the audio visual kinks from campaign one. Yeah. Um, they're really not intricately connected so if you yeah. start campaign too i'm out i'm out to start campaign too we'll be on the same page it might be good for the for the podcast we can start having some, some i was role. gonna say i was like if i start on season two and like it then we'll all be on the same page and be able to well, talk he will be ahead of us because he's he's well, watched it all but... i'll uh I'll, I'll start re-watching it with you guys are we gonna do this? Because I'm totally down to do this. <laughs> I'll start at episode one. I mean, if you, if I'm gonna watch campaign two, whether you guys choose to rewatch or watch it yourselves, I'm gonna do it. So <laughs> if you want to do like an episode or two a week, I'm okay with that. I'm gonna slow down anyway because I breeze through campaign one. My homework was is that I will watch at least episode one of season two by next podcast. Okay. 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 All right. I'm hold you to that. Which means I have to now watch. <laughs> I was going to give myself a week, but if you're going to watch it, I'll watch it. Cool. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, I think that's actually going to wrap up this week's episode of some kind of podcast. Uh, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, SKO Entertainers, or visit our website at www.skoentertainment.net for more information. And finally, don't forget to join us next week because even on the best of days, we all need some kind of entertainment. Bye. Thanks, See you guys.